Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. First question I want to hit. We got one in from Dan Nichols. Uh, who, so the subject line of this email went from, you know, zero to 100 right away. I'm going to modify it a little bit for our purposes. The subject title of this email was, Why has Aaron Glenn not been fired? Um, Essentially pointing out that since week seven, the Lions defense has been bottom three in the league, and it's clear teams are carving them up uh, in the past game. Running quarterbacks especially gashed this defense. His scheme seems completely incapable of playing at this point. Why has he not been fired yet? Now, you know, we at the PFF NFL podcast don't like to call for people's jobs. So instead, let's simply focus on why this Lions defense is underachieving and is it problematic to the point that it's going to undermine their entire season? I have a couple thoughts here. I think the first for me, and maybe I should do some more research on this, but it kind of just, I guess, a belief. I, I do think more so on defense than offense, you need the horses. Like, you can have a great scheme. You can do different things, get creative. I guess Brian Flores is a phenomenal example of coaching around a deficiency in talent, and it's in the same division. So I guess there's a counterexample. But nevertheless, like, I would say, look at the guys that have developed on this defense. Even even a second overall pick in Aiden Hutchinson, I get he's a second overall pick, but his leap has been obvious. Ali McNeil, unfortunately now on IR, um, is, a, I think, a budding star on the interior, former third-round pick. You look at a guy like Kirby Joseph, and you know when he steps in with Tracy Walker, he takes a leap. Like There are so many players, uh, Jerry Jacobs, the undrafted corner, where – you know, Malcolm Rodriguez, I know he's now more of a fullback. Uh, but, you know, there, there are so many, you know, guys you can point to as later round guys or cheaper free agents. Really bringing in Alex Anzalone has a career resurgence back in Detroit. They obviously, you know, shared some time in New Orleans. So, like, I get the question. I actually tweeted out yesterday. Yeah, they're 29th in EPA per play allowed, 30th in success rate allowed since that week seven, half of their season split. I just think, yeah, like they just still have a talent deficiency there. You know, outside of McNeil and Hutchinson, no one in the front seven is a difference-making player. Now I'm going to piss off Lions fans. Maybe that's why you you don't use your first your first round picks on a running back uh, and an off-ball linebacker when Jalen Carter or Christian Gonzalez could have been your your two picks. I think if you did that, you'd have an awesome defense. So anyway, um, I get the question. I do, and Glenn has had some issues, but he's also. His first couple of years there, they played a ton of man. They didn't have the guys to do it. They Jeffrey Okuda in a blender, and I have seen him kind of change things and do things differently. I'm still a believer in Aaron Glenn, but I, I do get the question. I think for defense as well, if it's not a star player, we tend to very easily 
ignore injuries or just put them out of mind. And look, everybody gets injuries. It's part of the gig, but it's you have to factor in what it does to the defense, right? Like if you bring in a bunch of players, if you don't have an incredible level of depth, which you need for a really top-level defense, and you get a bunch of significant starters get hurt, the defense is going to get worse. It just is, right? If No matter what scheme you're running, it's almost impossible to withstand a certain volume of injuries hitting this defense. So we credited Detroit in the offseason for some of the moves they made, you know, going and getting a bunch of veteran um, guys that can man the secondary and sort of prop up that level and say, we have at least a baseline of solid play here. And half of those guys are hurt now, right? And and Alex Anzalone, as you said, had a, has had a great season so far. He's hurt. Ellen McNeil is hurt. Like everybody of consequence except Aiden Hutchinson is getting hurt at various points. So it's not the defense that it started off being. And it started off really good. Now, maybe they were overachieving for the first part of the, the season, and now they're underachieving for the second half. But I think you have to factor in some of the injuries that they've been dealing with with this whole process. Now, you know, part of the job of coaching is to figure out a way around that and put the guys that you do have in the best position to succeed. But I just think when we have these conversations, we have to at least acknowledge the players that they've been missing and you know critical parts of this defense are not there we're more than halfway through the nfl season almost that's what it tells me though that's what it tells me yeah but DraftKings sportsbook still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game new customers can bet just five bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Bet on anything, five bucks. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener uh, sweetener offer every single game this October. You can get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code PFF. So you can go check out Monday Night Football tonight. You got Niners, you got the Vikings. You can go do it right now. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Aunt. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com. Sorry, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. 100%. I mean, you lose Chauncey Gunner Johnson right away and, you know, frankly, been able to fill in with, you know, a Brian Branch who's been awesome. The Emmanuel Mosley one was huge. Like, I do right. like Jerry Jacobs, but it, you went out and signed him for a reason. And I think it was a great value deal, too, getting him off the injury. I thought he was playing great ball before then. The last one for me that actually spins positive because their quote, if I remember correctly, from Dan Campbell was, James Houston could be back in December. That was the timeline we heard was it was going to take a long time. He obviously has been out well, like pretty much the entire season, but December was the beginning of what they thought could be the window. And look, is he a rotational guy? Sure, but they have no pass rush outside of Aiden Hutchinson. Lee McNeil, sure, for what he does as a kind of a zero one tech type player, is obviously great at that. But but a true like pin your ears back, get it for the quarterback type guy outside of Hutchinson, there's been nobody. Maybe James Houston steps in, uh, starts playing like the guy he was last year, um, and it makes a big difference because that, I think, has been, as much as the coverage unit has the injuries, 
I think it also just like they don't get any coverage pressure or coverage sacks um, because guys aren't getting or sorry, inverse. Like they don't get any quick pressure, um, you know, because it's really just Aiden working by himself. And now teams are chipping him like crazy, doubling him like he gets no one on one rushes anymore after his hot start. Yeah, we we have this kind of um, not a chicken and the egg situation, but like, which is it more at, at fault here? Is it? missing repeatedly on talent acquisition or is it a scheme that isn't actually getting the best out of the talent that they've acquired like Aiden Hutchinson obviously is emerging as a a true superstar as a an edge rusher you know the number two overall pick a guy that should have gone number one overall in that draft um so that's the one hit but outside of that and Brian Branch I guess this year is looking like he's going to be a star as well but every other defensive pick they've made in the last several years has not panned out yet, right? You look at across the board, Elim McNeil is starting to play really well, but as you say, as a nose tackle that can get some pressure, there's a kind of limited impact he can have on the pass game, but Levi Amuzarike hasn't done anything. The Okwaras are, are not making an impact. Josh Pascal, Charles Harris, who they acquired, like the, the corners, um, whether it was Jeffrey Akuda, who they got rid of, whether it's Melifonwu, like a whole bunch of guys that they brought in as part of this rebuild, have not been the kind of impact or, or contributing players that they thought they would be, which is why they had to go back to free agency and bring in, you know, guys like Cameron Sutton and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Emmanuel Mosley and, you know, try and sort of stem the bleeding, really, from the fact that all these guys they brought in in the draft didn't actually make the impact they thought they would have. So I think that's a question internally for them to go, well, are these guys actually talented playmakers and we're letting them down with the scheme? Or have we simply not brought in the players we thought we were going to get and therefore our defense isn't as good as it should be? Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Like you said, injuries are a part of football. I get that. But like Levan Muzurike was a tough one, pretty much out of the gate, a back injury for, I thought, a really fun, promising second round pick. Like there's, it's been, it's been a lot. So I don't know. I think we're on the same page there. Like, you know, it could be better. You know, it, it started off great, but you know, it's just, it's tough right now. Um, you know, also the offense the last couple of weeks has put them in a lot of tough positions. You know, obviously a ton of turnovers, things of that nature that haven't helped. The defense did step up and kind of seal the game against the Chicago at the end there. Like, they, you know, they've been able to make some splash plays and, and make some, you know, bend, don't break type of plays over the course of the last couple of weeks. Obviously, you want the underlying metrics to be strong as well. But I don't think they were maybe as good as they were in the beginning, like you said. And they're probably not as bad as, as the metrics say the last, you know, six games. <laughs> 